You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. A tourist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, if Mike Reardon ever listened to this show, he'd really be angry. Hello, and thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal Sanders. I'm your good buddy Liv. And if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 110, the Please Don't Shoot edition. Uh, I thought this would be the week weekday afternoon nap edition. <laughs> <laughs> the weekday afternoon middle-aged nap edition. <laughs> oh my god, man. What a fucking day. Oh, what a day. You honestly saved me from kicking the stool over (laughs) so you know sometimes i say that half-heartedly today was the absolute truth dude i owe you anybody that cares that i'm still alive can thank you today dude (laughs) oh yeah uh because i was i reached my boiling point today i don't want to get into it but uh yeah 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 but i definitely reached my boiling point i appreciate uh I appreciate you talking me down. <laughs> I don't know if I talked you down as much as I just made a bunch of jokes. Yeah, that's whatever true. works. It could have gone either way. You could have fired me up to the point where I just let it go. But um, <laughs> yeah, go grab him off that couch and slap him around. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this uh, whatever this uh, this a minute and third this minute and thirty seconds reinforces the fact uh, that I only care about recording these podcasts because I get to chat yeah. every week, and whether anybody finds it humorous or whether anybody uh, understands what we're talking about is ancillary to the true therapeutic nature of this, right? Cash, come on, relax. I'm talking about last night here. Actually, last night, some uh, some Facebook friend, a guy I went to law school like a year ahead of me or whatever, I get on Facebook and I just see, uh, see uh, looking for podcasts to listen to, recommendations. So nobody commented on it. It was like, recommendations, go. So I got the first comment, two sorry excuses. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) I was like, this guy has no clue what it is, and he'll probably never listen to it, but fuck it. I'll sell it anywhere I can sell it. You gotta, right? You gotta. I um, I haven't looked at our our numbers lately because of, let's face it, I've been, I've been, uh, I have not been keeping up on my administrative duties. Oh, August is a rough month. But yeah. again, we probably haven't posted anything in August, right? Yeah, of course not. If we haven't posted the last three episodes, and today we're doing the fourth one, and it's only the 24th of the month, right. we definitely have not. Yeah, all right. I, uh, my apology. One of my apologies to you. Um, we uh, Let's see, the last episode, hell yeah, we haven't posted in a month. We, basically, we we took off the month of uh of august however um but we really didn't because we've been recording we're not even on a hiatus we're just on hiatus from actually posting stuff yeah that's true that's true yeah um which which happens every once in a while looks like people aren't even gonna know who simone biles is by the time (laughs) those episodes get up uh don't get me started on simone biles uh i uh am i wrong or is she a little bit annoying <laughs> That's because what she represents is annoying, which is that super cheery gymnastics person. Yes, yes. Which is what her job is to be, you know? All right. And I respect that. I get I that. I mean, it's like Carrie Strug and all the other ones before Mary Lou Retton. They're always, they always got a friggin' ear to ear grin on their faces, you know? But, so at, at, when we started talking about this, um, a few things dawned on me. One, they the problem that I have with her is probably not as much her the as problem. The media. <laughs> uh, the, the media. beef you have with Simone Biles. 
I've got beef, Jerry. I've well, got Gabby beef. Douglas would be happy to know that you have beef with her, not with, not with Gabby. Yeah, no, I like Gabby. I like Gabby. She was getting a lot of crap doing. Yeah, she was. The Olympics. She was. But here's why I think that she was because what she's like twenty two or twenty four, right? What was she? Yeah, twenty or twenty one. Whatever. She's older now. I think she was seventeen or something. Okay. The first so, time around. So she is she is what what a college senior would be if she was a you know, average Joe. Right? She's seen some shit. She's matured a little bit since she since she start since we first uh first met her and she's got other things going on. She's the antithesis of not Simone Biles, because Simone Biles to me is stuck in like a regressive stage because she just <laughs> missed the last the first cycle. Hear me out here. Hear me out. I've done a lot it's of just comical deal. Done a lot of thinking, and this hypothesis. Into Simone Biles and why she bothers you so. This no, no 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 no. Listen to me. This is well formulated. This isn't just a rant to just try. No, to I know it's feathers. well formulated. That's the humorous part to me. The idea <laughs> that you've been you've been thinking about this enough to have a well formulated opinion. Yes, I don't push buttons. I'm not looking to just stir the pot here. This is this is coming from the heart, and it bugged me. The first thing that bugged me about. Uh, Simone Biles was the um, they did the one of those canned pieces around the Olympics. By the way, I didn't yeah. think the Olympics were all that bad. No, I, I the like cover- the Olympics. I, I thought the coverage the coverage was fine. I saw what I needed to see when I wanted to see it, how I wanted to see it. Everybody else who's blasting NBC, I don't know what to tell you. I I had a good time. Last two weeks of my life, high point. High point of my summer. I mean, what was kind of a bummer for me with some of their recorded coverage was like that bronze medal game for the beach volleyball. When I realized I accidentally, I learned that we were watching like something that had happened 30 minutes earlier when Kerry Walsh was playing in the bronze medal game. And I was like, oh, they already won. I was like, well, at least I can watch it with a clear conscience now and not have to worry about getting stressed. Yeah, okay, and that that happened to Kate. That kind of bothered me. I'm like, why are they why is it on a 30-minute tape delay basically? You okay. know, something like that is silly. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but for the most part, I, no regrets. I saw what I saw. Yeah. And I had a good time seeing it. Except for the introduction of Simone Biles to the viewing public where they they cut that um, you know, that promotional piece, the the human interest story, um, where they go to her house and they, you know, they're they're just they have a roving camera in the kitchen while she's doing the dishes and they're like, well, she's just a typical teenager doing things typical teenagers do, you know? And she's like refusing to do the dishes and, you know, being whiny and catty and, you know, ah, I just want to go do my nails. And, you know, they play up that whole angle. Yeah. But she's a 14-year-old. It was like they made the piece last Olympics when they realized yeah. she, was, she wasn't old enough to compete. But they love the storyline so much that they force-fed it. Now, when she's 19, she's almost 20 years old. Yeah. She just missed the last Olympics. So that means she just... It was a birthday in January or something? I think you have to turn... You got to turn... She would have had to be 16 by December 31st, 2012 to have qualified for the last one. Okay, let's see. Her birth date is... March 14th. Okay, so, so three months off. So yeah. she's 19. Yeah. She, she's, she's a solid 19. So I thought that was a little annoying. And I know she's little, and I get it. And, you know, she's cute, and she's got that gymnastics, uh, a gymnast personality. But I started... So, so you must have really loved... Did you watch the closing ceremonies? Sorry, go on. So let me let you finish. I did watch the closing ceremonies, and I didn't mind that as much because... You didn't mind that was getting delayed because everyone was taking selfies with her and all that? Yeah, I didn't mind that because, one, she earned it. 
Yeah. She was the star of the Olympics, which is which I'm not going to take that away from her. And two, I she looked really genuine there. You know what I mean? Like yeah, she 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 didn't have to stand there, even though she did. She didn't. She could have had a handler. She could have opted out of the closing ceremony. She didn't have to carry the flag. Like she, to me, she said, "Listen, I don't know if I'm coming back uh, in Tokyo. I'm gonna be." I'm going to take this experience for all it's worth and I'm going to be an Olympian. I'm going to be a, you know, a five medal or four medal Olympian, whatever she, four gold medal Olympian, right? What'd you win? She won four golds and one bronze. And one bronze. The goal is to get five golds, but right. that didn't happen. She got the team, the all around, the vault, the floor exercise, and it was the, the balance beam. beam. She got yeah. the bronze. Okay. So, like, I didn't mind the the closing ceremonies because that was her letting loose and the people taking pictures with her. She was she was cool to do that, you know. Because think about it: some like sailor from the Netherlands, or some you know rhythmic or synchronized swimmer from the United States who nobody knows about. She got to compete on the same team for the same nation in the same Olympics with Simone Biles, Michael Phelps, and Katie Ledecky, right? Yeah. Arguably could be the three greatest when it's all said and done in their sports during their time. So I think that's that's cool that she was there. So I actually started to soften on her a little bit. But that came at a price. What? And that price was paid by Allie Raceman. <laughs> Why did you see Allie Raceman being asked on the double date from the uh, from the guy that plays for the Raiders, who apparently there's another guy in the Raiders who's married to Sean Johnson. You remember Sean Johnson from like two Olympics yeah, ago? Yeah, 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 I do. There's a dude on the Raiders who's married to Sean Johnson. So there was a video or something where this guy's asking Allie Raceman to go on a double date with him uh, and the other guy and Sean Johnson. Okay. But why did Allie Raceman uh, get your score now? What happened? <laughs> what did she do to earn <laughs> turn your disapproval? Uh, one, I realized that she's like two or three years older than Simone Biles, but has the same level of maturity. Right? You should just never watch gymnastics again if this is what your problem <laughs> with it is. Cause... <laughs> so so that's, that really bugs me. It, what the turning point really was, was um, I, it started to creep in with the team gold when they, okay. they made up the nickname, right? And now I realize the nicknames for the teams have been going back since uh, Shannon Miller and 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 Strong must really and, piss you off to know that they trademarked it. That exactly. <laughs> that at one point during, <laughs> I I'm getting I'm getting heated here. Hold on, I got to take a breath. I gotta, my, <laughs> Oh my blood pressure! We are the final five. Okay, at one point during the 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 uh, telecast, I had heard one of the announcers say they have given themselves a nickname, but they haven't revealed what it is. And I was like, "What? What did I just hear?" <laughs> and then when uh, when they They're won, like George Costanza, <laughs> when they won. I saw them huddle around and get ready for the camera. You know, they were very cognizant of where the camera was, and they they had their their stick ready to go. And they go, "Okay, are you ready?" And she was the leader, you know, because she's the leader. She's the captain of the team. Allie Race, when you're talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they did the. She's the old. She's the old dog too. We are the final five, and I was like, "Oh, that's fucking annoying." And then they went on with Bob Costas. which I assume was live in the studio. Yeah, the the night when the night they won the the team thing. Or are you talking about yes. later on? No. Nope. Okay. okay. All right. All right. You hold on right there for the yeah. night that the, those two just went back on as as the all around champs. Right. So the team was. A well, I was going to talk about later in the week when they went on when freaking Zac Efron okay. came onto the set with Bob Costas. That was like when I think all five of them were back out there. 
So the when the two of them were just out there, yeah. that's when they introduced the Zac Efron uh, storyline. Yes, 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 yes. And About how Zac Efron, she's got a crush on him, and Zac Efron tweeted her or whatever. Yeah. And here's the real problem that I have. And if Ali Race wants to blame anybody, and this is this is me stepping up to the plate here, if she wants to blame anybody for my scorn, she can blame Jody Skolnick. I was gonna say that <laughs> Jody Skolnick. I figured that was coming because Jody Skolnick and Ali. Because Rachman, you're having flashbacks to Syracuse circa 1994. There is no <laughs> way Jody Skolnick would be that fucking annoying. <laughs> but maybe if you if we did like a movie and you were able to go back in time as as the man you are now and see her you might be like oh god she's just as bad as Allie Raceman. I don't think so. <laughs> I I seriously doubt that because the same things that bother me now bothered me as a 20-year-old and there is no way. I don't care. I always I, listen, every relationship I've been in, I've outkicked my coverage, right? Yeah. So, you know, I'm a six playing with eights. And a <laughs> six. In every- <laughs> Somebody thinks high of himself. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to disparage the women of my life, you know? Like, they're like, wait a minute, he was a four? Oh, mm-hmm. my God, I could have done way better than him. I'm which, sure they knew. Which they've all figured out eventually anyway, so <laughs> it worked out for them. But yep. uh, there was no way I would have put up with that if Jody Skolnick was that annoying. And they're from the same town. They're from the same high school. I guarantee they know the same some of the same people. Because at this point... They've had the same teachers, yes. It, exactly. Her parents probably are the same age as Jody Skolnick's older sister, who's about four or five years older than yeah. Jody. There's a good chance they went to high school together, yeah. Right? And all those people were pretty tight, and they know each other. There's no way. I'm telling you right now, if we could get back in a time, and I wish we could, because this is, this is what I would use the time machine for. Of all the regrettable decisions I've made in my life, yeah. I'd be hard fought to find another use for this time machine than to go back and take a sneak peek at what Jody Skolnick was like when she was 22 at, from the viewpoint of a 42-year-old. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you would do with it? <laughs> well, listen. I it, thought you were going to say something about going back just to fix something that you regret screwing up like <laughs> you're like oh i go back and make sure i'm with jody skolnick today or something i don't know no no well listen of course there's other shit that i'd fix but that yeah. doesn't make for an i mean there's all story. kinds of shit i would fix but some things negate other stuff you know it's like oh well i'd go back and i'd make sure i didn't screw that up but if i went back a little further i wouldn't have I wouldn't have done that, so I would have never gotten that situation. But I go back further than that, then that never would have happened. So it's like, where do you start or where do you stop, you know? Yeah, well, of course. But that's for the John Dulles Are You Happy podcast revisiting. This particular story has me going back to validate the fact that Allie Raceman is more annoying than Jody Skolnick. Whatever. So the reason you blame Jody Skolnick... For because, Ali yeah, so I'm sorry. based on the theory that just because they're from the same high school and Jody Skolnick wasn't that annoying, Allie Raceman shouldn't be that annoying. Ergo, Allie Raceman should be Jody Skolnick. That is exactly <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> Allie Raceman should be the reincarnation of Jody Skolnick. That bothers you because she's not. Thank you. Thank okay. you for understanding that's my not, hypothesis. That's not insane at all. I was worried that this was going to come off like a like a blubbering madman, but you you understand where I'm coming from. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just uh, you're more of an eloquent ma- madman than a blubbering one. <laughs> is blubbering the right one? Is that is that the adjective I was looking for? 
<laughs> wow. Blubbering just like you're just blah, 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 yeah, like a blubber. rambling, you know? Like a blubbering fool. Blubbering random. I mean, rambling and blubbering is kind of friggin' synonymous as far as I'm concerned. Right, 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 right. Diary of a Madman. So, uh... Dear Diary, it really <laughs> bothers me that Allie Raceman isn't Jody Skolnick. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta go open a window. I'm fucking dying in here. Hold on. Oh, Lord. I closed the window so I can put the air conditioner on, but the air conditioner makes too much noise for the podcast. So, I had to shut it off, but I forgot that it gets hot because I'm on the third floor. All right. Yes, because heat rises, we know. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, um, the roof is my ceiling. There's no, like... Yeah, so it's really hot. Oh, my God, I'm sweating my ass off. All right, so there we are. Now I'm out of breath from walking around my room. <laughs> God. Like I said, it's been a rough day. Yeah. Out of breath from walking around your room. Yeah. Um, now I actually- believe you haven't run in a year. <laughs> it's actually been a uh yeah, I haven't I haven't even run this week. I've been uh I've been pretty lax. I'm gonna head out after this um after this podcast. You gotta run tonight? Yeah. Yeah, it's still nice here. Yeah. People are out and about. So even when I go out at like ten o'clock ten thirty. It's um it's still doable, you know. Oh, you're cool running around that time? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's not, not worrying about the lurkers in the neighborhood. No, nah, because where I go, it's a straight shot down my road to downtown. It's like a quarter of a mile. So once I get to downtown, I just cross the bridge into the quaint little um, enclave of uh, of Ocean Grove, which is, you know, it's a it's a dry town. It's run by Methodists. Oh it's, yeah, yeah. No, I remember going through there and you showing us that. Like, so then I go yeah, up around the little the idyllic yes. area. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, so no issue at all. No, no issue at all. Um, but my, most of my plans this week, despite the fact that I'm doing double duty, um, I've had a hectic personal calendar. I have a, so my roommate, the girl that I had been, uh, renting the room to, gave me notice yeah did we talk about this uh did we talk about it on here yeah we did talk last week yeah she, she gave you very brief shorter notice than you're required yeah exactly exactly right but i was quick to turn around and find roommates and yes my- this is this is the whole medical school scam right yeah so we got the medical school guy who's coming <laughs> i I convert. <laughs> I can. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at the text I said you were. <laughs> um, the idea, <laughs> these butted doctors <laughs> watching you and <laughs> Um, wait, let me see. Uh, uh, hold on, I'm trying to remember. Fighting over a bottle of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I plan on curing cancer, you know, all these highly esteemed people. Meanwhile, you and Roscoe fighting over cheap liquor like a couple of hobos. <laughs> Drink my pop off. So, yeah, I said, uh, 
right. right. Yeah, I said something about the vodka. I said, my special vodka. And you said, oh, the one that's in a glass bottle? (laughs) It didn't dawn on me till right now that that you meant, because most of the vodka is in a plastic bottle. (laughs) Yeah, no, you you always carry around the cheapest friggin' jug of... <laughs> plastic bottle vodka you can find. That's uh, true. I know that. That is true. Yeah, so That's I figured true. the special stash was like the good shit, you know? <laughs> um, so. I knew you were just stashing other cheap vodka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stuff's so. $5 a bottle. You better make sure to hide it. So the medical student is on his way. Yeah. The medical student is on his way. I reached out to the hospital. I did the legwork with the um, with the student uh, resources uh, department or whatever student services. So I'm trying to set myself up as a, as a way station for these medical students. But I also found a chick who was looking for a long term situation because she's on um, I don't know if she's on a student visa or what. Oh, but, yeah, I think you told me about that, too. All right, yeah. so she's in for a year. So now yes. I can't hedge my bets, right? Yep. I broke down the office. I got out of the office, that room that you slept in. Roscoe moved into there. He's basically got Yeah, sw- and he wants to repaint it, right? Yeah, but I convinced him not to. Oh, good. I, I convinced him not to. So he's in there. The new chick, um, who's from Spain and works locally and really, like, is embracing, you know... Jersey Shore American life uh, just moved in and the other chick is getting ready to move out but I don't think she's moving out until the end of September the other chick uh, wasn't supposed to move in September 1st but she was staying on somebody's couch I said hey all right, listen I can make this work if you give me a couple extra bucks she gave me a couple extra bucks totally fine she's in so now I've got a full house I've got three roommates myself and two dogs the med student emails me the other day and says, Hey, listen, uh, do you mind if I move in on September 20th? I mean, October, uh, on August 27th, my program starts on August 29th. And I'm like, what the fuck is up with these people? Yeah. They just got no places to live. Mm. And here's the problem is like, I want to be accommodating and I don't want to lose the rent because he gave me a $250 deposit on the room. But, like, where am I going to put these people? Yeah. I got... I'm, uh, I'm open, wait, so I'm wait, open who's for trying to move in early? The med the doctor? Yeah. And what's the problem? The room that he's supposed to take, that chick's not moving out until September 1st. Oh, okay. So there is... He wants to move in four days early. Yes. Ah, uh, all right. Yeah. So, I don't know... I, I, like I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do? So I so what are you gonna do? I think so. I emailed him, and I said, "This is exactly what I told him." Oh, Simone Biles. Uh, let's see here. I said to him, "Okay." I said, "The end of August is a little tricky around here because the tenant in the room you'll be occupying isn't scheduled to leave until October until August 31st. All my other rooms are filled. Like I'm like I'm running an inn around here." Yeah. I said, "Here's my thoughts. I can accommodate you on the 27th, but I can't do so until after 8 p.m." <laughs> <laughs> I'm having my family over. Like I, I like uh, Jillian's kid is getting christened on Sunday. Yeah. So they couldn't come over last time they were in town. So she's like, "Hey, how about I come over Saturday and we'll have a we'll go to the beach and and do a bunch of shit." And I really want them to come over because I managed to keep my plants alive all summer, and I really want people <laughs> to see them. <laughs> keep the plants alive. Uh, so I said, as I mentioned, I got fam a family function at the house that weekend. So. I don't want him here moving in while I got a bunch of family members over. Yeah, of course not. So I said, um, but you can come, if you want to come the 27th, you can come at eight o'clock. I said, you can have my personal room from the 27th to the 31st before you move into the room you'll be renting. However, that's five extra nights. I'll be floating you, right? That's almost a week. Yep. I said, 
if you were, if I were to rent that out on Airbnb or something, I'd get probably like three hundred and fifty bucks for it. Did you tell him this? Yeah, I say okay. that. I said I'd run it out. I get about three fifty. So in light of that, I'll make the following proposal: you move in on the twenty seventh after eight p.m. and give me a hundred bucks for the five nights, and we're good to go. Or you move in on the evening of the twenty eighth after eight p.m. and there's no extra charge. The four nights are on me. So essentially, what I'm saying is that one hundred dollars is for interfering with your family. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what did he say? Uh, nothing. I said, I don't want to put you in a bind, but I just need to accommodate a few different factors. Let me know your thoughts. I want to be fair and reasonable, and I'm open to suggestions. I think that's a fair, right? That's a fair yeah. proposal. I, I don't remember what our original discussion when did was. You, when did you tell him this? Today. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. It, it's been hit or miss. Like sometimes he gets right back to me. Sometimes he he waits. You know, the next to the next day. So um, probably because he's busy with. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean if he's a if he's he's like going to be like a, a resident or what? Whatever no, I think he is, he, he's not. Yeah, he's just a med student. I think. Yeah, but, so yes, he's probably get, he's probably in the middle of doing. A lot of crap as it is anyway, you know? Yes, of course. I'm sure he's busy. Um, yeah. But that was my – that's where I stand. I'm like, you know, just – I need that night. I need that night. And then – so what I'm going to do the next four nights, I don't know. I don't – I'm not sure. I was going to take off the um, – I have some work to do Monday. I have some work to do Tuesday. But – Tuesday, the 20... So the 22nd, I have some work. No, the 29th, I have some work. The 30th, I have court in the morning. After court, I was going to take off of work for a little vac- vacation. Yeah. Right? Fig- figured I earned that. Um, keep myself fresh. Try not to burn out. Probably I'm going to end up doing work till Tuesday afternoon, but um, I'm thinking maybe maybe I go camping for a couple days. Oh, okay. You know, I can bring the dogs with me. Um, I have what, a tent. up in the Poconos? I don't know. There's a bunch of places around Jersey which aren't too uh, which aren't too hard to get to. You know, a couple bucks a night for the for the campsite or. You know, oh, maybe okay. I just do go on a little hike, find a wilderness spot. Um, you know, I'm an Eagle Scout. I can, I can hack it. Hmm. And and it would be good. I think it would recharge my batteries. It would freshen me up a little bit. And then this way, um, yeah, a little vacation's good after when you're friggin' getting burnt out. Yeah, and I could use a little me time. Yep. I give a little me time, so um, so I think that's that's gonna be my plan. The only problem is I need to be somewhere where I can shower on Tuesday morning because I gotta go to court. So whatever, if he moves in on, on the, the tw- on the thirtieth, on the thirtieth, yeah. Okay. So if he moves in on the twenty eighth, which is I'm hoping he'll do, um, I'll I'll blow up an air mattress and sleep on on the couch or you know do whatever. Yeah, for the extra hundred bucks, I can I could use a hundred bucks. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> so, um, so that's what's going on here, man. It's crazy, and of course the dogs are not cooperating, and they're getting you know they're getting all up in the girl's face. But she's cool. She's real patient. She's like, I understand. They'll get used to me. And I'm like, well, they probably. So what won't. room is she in now? She took the Roscoe's old room. Yeah, which is the one, yes, I know, the one that Jordan slept in, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. The one that had an actual bed um, at the time. Yes, that was right. That was right. Because there was, was that one, and there was your old bedroom, which we just put a inflatable mattress in, and then there was Tara's room that looked like a flop house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So now it's the antithesis of that period of my life. Everything yeah. is furnished. There's, you know, there's people everywhere. Um, I got to go out and I got to do some legwork. I got to get this chick a full-size mattress. That was part of the deal. 
Oh, okay. Uh, and an air conditioner. I don't know where I'm going to get the money for all this, but I'll, I'll kick the can down the road and figure out. Wait, you got you got to buy an air conditioner? I mean, well, how much longer are you going to need an air conditioner? Well, that is true, but the 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 other side, flip side of that coin is that I'm going to need it next year. She's going to so be this is probably the best time to buy it anyway. Correct. Prices will go down. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And you know what? I mean, I can take the air conditioner out of my room. Um, this I would normally take it out close to Labor Day anyway. You know my hard and fast rules about. Electric, yeah. electric electricity consumption. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got this ridiculous water bill the other day. I opened it up in the morning yesterday before breakfast. I look at it, I'm like, what the fuck? How the hell did my water bill go up this much? And I looked at what the consumption was. And it was like, you know, 150 gallons a day. You know, I was like, what the frig? And it said, you know. Uh, 3,000 gallons of usage. I'm like, what? I mean, that's like triple what I normally use per month, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And I was I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to go see if I can read the water meter and shit. But it was the morning, so I didn't go mess with it, you know? Yeah. Because uh, it's, you know, you got to pull the thing up on the sidewalk and look down there. But I was Googling all that. And then I got to the office and I started Googling about water bill because i'm like if i got a leak or something this is screwed up and i was like 20 days because it was only 20 days that they had it you know and then i read on the water boards frequently asked questions how they usually try to read your meter every month but if they can't read it they're going to give you an estimated bill which which will be 3,000 gallons of usage and then when they can read it again they'll give you the new bill so I'm like, that's what it has to be. Okay. I, mean, I haven't checked the meter yet, but that's what it has to be. That's the only sense it can make because, A, the number's too perfect. It's 3,000 gallons, but it's like, I, I don't know. I find that kind of fucking crazy when, it's, when there's a strong history that I only use about a third of that amount of water a month. If they can't get to my meter in a month, they're going to charge me. As if I used 3,000 gallons. So here's what's bullshit about that. The meters uh, in New Jersey are on your house. Yeah. Right? And the electric meter is in the fenced uh, portion of my yard. Yeah. And I have a note in my account that says I have dogs. So if they can't get to my meter, I understand that. That's on me. To make sure that they have access to my meter. Yeah. And they, they do. They call and they say, we have a s- appointment scheduled over the next, you know, the next 24 hours. Please be sure that your dogs are away. There's no reason. If they're going out to the street to read your meter. Yeah, I mean, it's right on the side. So- it's in the driveway, you know, like uh, between the sidewalk and the street, you know. That's bullshit. You know, you pull up the thing and that's where it is. But I'm like, I don't know. I remember years ago when I'm, hell, we're talking like 2006, 2007. uh, I had gotten a ridiculous bill and I was like, what the fuck? And I went down and talked to him myself, like went downtown to speak to him. And they're like, oh, well, here's the thing. It was because it was after Katrina. They were like, people weren't able to get there. So we were estimating your, your bill. And then we finally got to it. And we realized more water had been being used. So I had this friggin', you know, this bigger bill than normally because it had to catch up with what they were basing their estimate on. But so I guess now they're just like, well, fuck it. We're not going to get shortchanged. Right. You know, because it's it is ridiculous. It's like you can't get to my meter. You should charge me an average of what my bill is. Not friggin', you know, I mean. Even though water's so cheap that the bill is only in reality about fifteen to twenty dollars higher than it usually is. Okay. But the usage, well, because you know, you're paying for all kinds of other shit other than the water usage. You know, right. like 
there's sewer charges and sanitation charge, you know, like your garbage pickup is included and all that. Okay. So the water really doesn't cost all that much, but it still pisses me off, you know, because it's like, all right, well, now I'm paying more than I should just because y'all didn't get to my fucking meter this month. You know? The technology exists, and it's easy enough and cheap enough to be able to put in your account number and figure out what your personal estimate should be. Yeah. I mean, the other side of it is this. It's like, um, what I need to know, how do they even read the fucking meter? Cause I have a hard time believing they're walking, they're driving all over the city, pulling up the friggin'. They must have some other technology. Cause I can't believe they're just going around and pulling up everybody's meter like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 You know, there has to be some other technology. They can't be doing it. I mean, although it wouldn't be a shock in this city, but uh, <laughs> but I, I don't believe that's the way it's really done. You know, there's right. got to be another way they're reading the meter, you know, like maybe there's a, mach- a car that's got equipment on it that they drive around with. I don't know. But the idea that they can't read my reader, so they're going to give me a default 3000 gallons. Oh, you know what? That's funny. Okay, so maybe my meter is out on the street. I saw a guy walking around the other day with like a, almost like a metal detector kind of thing, right? And yeah. He was with the water company. And he yeah. went over to where my shutoff valve is because I know where my shutoff valve is because it's painted on the street because last year when I forgot to turn the water on, they came and shut it off. So uh, he walked right over that, pointed the thing at it, and uh, and it must have given him a reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Usually the thing, yeah. Anywhere you go, the water meter is going to be like on the street, sidewalk, or whatever. You know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they must just do it like that now. You know, like because I know that for if I wanted to read it, I would have to pull up that thing to look at the actual meter. You know. Right, 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 right. Because my gas meter's on the side of my house uh, that's open to the public. The electric uh, is in my yard. Yeah, see, my electric is, they give access to it. But, like, at my parents' house, it's in the backyard. You know, and we have the dogs, and I know they'd have to come there, and then I would say, hey, hey, meter, meter reader here, you know, so we get the dog, you know, because they're always worried about Well, what we're really worried about, we're not worried about the dogs attacking. That's what they might be worried about. We're worried about... Those fuckers letting the dogs out. You know? Yeah, right. You've had the huge problems with that gate. I remember. Yeah, yeah, but that was that turned out to be my brother that did that shit. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, he's like, oh, I think I might have done that. You know, cause he didn't <laughs> he didn't latch it properly. You know. So there we go. That's uh, Sanders and Lives homeowners corner. Yeah. Uh, All right. What else we got? Ah, uh, big news, dude. Big news. I have uh, I have my first mediation client. Oh, like first... where you actually somebody's got to pay you for it? Yes. Well, presumably. So here's how it goes down. And I need some help. You might be able to actually help me with this. So I'm in a mediation, and um, it, I actually am not mediating. I'm there to provide the paperwork. So the, the parties come in. It's uh, it's special civil. They had negotiated their settlement um, in the hallway. Okay. What, just amongst themselves? Yep, yep. No, they were both pro se. Uh, it was a misunderstanding. The The defendant wanted to make sure that the plaintiff got paid. No issue. There was just some confusion on how that got done. So they settled on it. They were going to pay on one of the cases in lieu of dismissing the other one with prejudice. So um, they dismiss it, they settle, they fill out the stipulation form, good to go. And the guy starts, you know, thanking me for my services and blah, blah, blah. He said, hey, listen, do you, would you be interested in representing me? I'm going to sue my insurance. Um, I'm trying to get an insurance claim, um, but they're being too slow, so I'm going to sue them. Do you want to, would you, would you take my case? And I said, well, I don't practice, I don't practice law. He says, oh, what do you do? I said, I mediate. He goes, well, will you mediate it for me? (laughs) 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 He just wants somebody on his side, right? Yeah. So I said, let me take your information after we're done here. So so the other parties leave. I take all his information. Essentially, he has two 
uh, he has two claims that he's trying to uh, to get from the insurance company. Homeowner claims? I don't know. I, I didn't okay. delve too deep because this was the issue. I didn't know how far to push it in terms of engaging. Where you go from being a mediator to the unauthorized practice of law? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So now I've got this guy, and he's approached me, and I've talked to him about the benefits of mediating. You know, I said, listen, if you can get You just got to keep constantly telling him how you're not really an attorney, though. So how do I... I mean, that's one of those things you do have to do, just that, so that it can never come up, like if he's pissed off that you told him you were being an attorney, you know? Right. You got you to gotta friggin' have that memorialized, you know? So... So I'm going to do a little, so I reached out to to somebody in the in the New Jersey mediation community. Um, so I'm part of the NJAPM, and it's got a um, you know it's got a list serve and a message board. The New Jersey Association of Professional Mediators. Correct. You've heard of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the NG, NGAPM. Everybody knows that. <laughs> so I, I reached out to him and said, "Hey, Bruce. He's also a Syracuse grad, um, and." We got to talking at one of the luncheons or whatever that I went to a couple months ago, and I reached out to him. I said, hey, listen, I know you're busy, but if I buy you a cup of coffee, can I pick your brain? Because I need to figure out what is the... And Bruce is actually a lawyer as well? He is not a lawyer. He's oh, just he's, a mediator. he's strictly just a... Uh mediator. Exactly, which is why I value his... Yeah, yeah, so you want... His yeah, so his... Opinions can have a lot of sway in this type of case. Right. So um, I need to engage both this potential plaintiff and this potential defendant and be the mediator of record. So, you know, I don't want to introduce the the idea of mediation and have the insurance company be like, great, fine, come in, we'll pick our own mediator. So I've got some ideas on how, how to do that. Like, you know, the going rate for mediation is about 300 bucks an hour in New Jersey. I would give this guy a $150 rate. Essentially, both parties would, would pay their share of the mediation in, you know, in a standard situation, right? Yeah. So, um, this guy, I'd give him a break. So, he can go to the insurance company and say, listen, I'd like to mediate this before we go to litigation. Which, in my opinion, is exactly where mediation belongs. Yeah, I mean, that's what they... I mean, you go do it, like, with the insurance commissioner or whatever, but, like, after Katrina, that's what my mother did, uh, my parents did, with getting the money for, like, the roof, you know, because the insurer said, oh, roof's worth this much, and, like, what's going to cost more than that to get the roof? So they went to a mediation. Right. You know, they're yep. doing them all like the insurance commissioner's office downtown, you know. And it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. At the very least, this guy can go in, he can plead his case. The insurance company is going to is is uh is more likely to participate because they're not having to pay for it. They'll get free discovery. You know, the underwriter or the adjuster will get some free discovery out of it and it helps keep things out of the courts. Yep. So that's what that's that's why I like mediation. And hopefully they actually do sign off on it because we all know mediation is not binding. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So unlike arbitration. That's where I'm stuck in terms of you know, moving the sale, closing the sale, you know? So I gotta figure that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta figure that. Out. The guy was a little scrolly to begin with, but at least it gave me some confidence. You know, it got me off the, uh, it got me off the snide, put me into my into my salesperson persona, and trying to get a client as opposed to just you know practicing the art of mediation. Yeah. So I'll keep you posted. Yeah, I'll I, keep you posted. I'd like to see what happens. What uh, what do you got um, going on, man? That's a lot of uh, that's a lot of Asbury Park talk. Yeah, that is. Did you see the? Um, did you watch the uh, the USA basketball game on Sunday? The gold medal game. I did not. I oh, totally were you at forgot. The beach or something? 
No, I was out doing shit. I, as a matter of fact, um, where was I? I saw it in passing. Oh, I was at like Walmart or something. I don't know what. Oh, I was okay. At Walmart. Um, but I had a bunch of shit to to do. Um, and I, it, that to be honest, it wasn't on my radar. Did we win? <laughs> yeah, we we won. I mean, we blew them out. We ended up winning by thirty, but we were up. We could have won by sixty if they wanted to. Okay. Yeah, you know, they put in friggin'. They put in like the friggin' garbage squad for the fourth quarter. You know. Um, but they interviewed Carmelo after, you know, because it was. Uh, you know, he, he was all emotional. It was kind of cool. You know, I, I think I tweeted it from the the Two Sorry Excuses uh, Twitter page the other day. I'm not sure. Did I do it from there? Uh, you should just check it out. It was pretty good. Because, you know, Carmelo, he's been one of the more socially active and outspoken players, you know, in the NBA athletes in general like when he was down there he went and visited one of the favelas you know you know the favelas are down in rio right the whorehouses no the slums oh okay all right they're like that's all the crimes coming out of the favelas basically got it got it it's like growing up in the worst friggin the worst part of newark friggin probably 40 years ago whatever whenever it was at its peak terribleness you know yes you did uh you did tweet it from the two yeah 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 and you know he said it was gonna be his last one but he was pretty emotional too you know so it's worth watching if you get some time to watch the clip and did you see about the ethiopian guy that finished second in the marathon who makes this cross sign with his where he crossed his wrist as he was running over, made this like X above his head. No, who is it? At the 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 guy that won silver in the marathon was from Ethiopia, and he did this uh, symbol above his oh, head. Oh yes, the X above the his X. head. I did see that. Yes. yes, you know, and you know, then it came out like the next day or later that night about what that was about was. Because his tribe, which I think they're called the Amoros or whatever, the Ethiopian government's been basically trying to eradicate them and marginalize them and all this stuff. But they're like maybe the biggest tribe in all of Ethiopia. They're just not in charge politically, I guess. But um, but today I saw I think who was it? It was Troy Noon's. Uh, you know that website. They linked to. Some hack for the New York Daily News friggin' basically gone after Carmelo by saying he didn't do enough. Like, look what this guy did, you know, and everybody's talking about it. And Carmelo, for as much as he's supposed to be social, whatever, you know, and an outspoken, responsible athlete, he didn't do enough down there. Like, I don't know what the fuck this guy wanted Carmelo to do. He wanted Carmelo to do something that would solve the friggin' Uh, discord between the black community at large and uh, the police in America and the power structure, you know, overall. Like, what the fuck did this guy want, you know? No joke, man. Yeah, it's just like he was... I guess it must have disappointed him when Mello gave this, like, passionate kind of you know, very emotional interview there at the end. You know, it's just like, and you're going to compare it to like what this guy did, who's from a, you know, it's just, it's just so fucking ridiculous, you know? So your standard is everybody's talking about how this guy almost uh, could get himself on killed if he goes back to his country so much. So the Ethiopian government had to make an announcement. So you were expecting, Friggin' Carmelo to do something where it would be so provocative that the friggin' United States government would have to say so. I don't get it. You know, I don't fucking get it. You know, <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's fuck that guy. You know, that's the problem. And this is I've heard this this um, movement among seasoned uh, veteran journalists, like the old 
the old guard, you know, that there's no more, there's no more journalism, you know, it's just, everything's an op-ed piece. Yeah. There doesn't need to be facts. There doesn't need to be research. There doesn't need to be perspective. It's one guy decides that he has an opinion on what it, what Carmelo Anthony's role should be, and he's going to write about it. Yeah. I mean, it's just freaking ridiculous. He's the only, like, as far as I know, he was the only player to leave the fucking luxury cruise ship they were on to actually go venture into the town. You know, and and do anything. You know, he went to the favelas by himself. He wasn't there with the rest of the team. You know, right? It's just freaking ridiculous. Like, how much he has? To, how much does he have to do? It's just, it's just so stupid. You know. Well, when he came to the when he came to the Knicks, I I knew that it wasn't going to end well. It wasn't going to start well, and it wasn't going to end well for him because the. The because spotlight. the New York press is a bunch of assholes. Exactly, and I just—they make f- money by being assholes. I felt like I was getting robbed, and yeah. Carmelo Anthony was was mine. You know, ours, yeah. right? And and yep. the New York Knicks fan were stealing that from me, and they did, man. They did. They crucified him. They blast him. He's the reason um, that the Knicks are where they are, and. And he's Every, the reason he got rid of Jeremy Lin, who kind of sucks anyway. It's not right. like Jeremy Lin's like some kind of savior. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah, I know. He gets too much shit, you know? The guy's done nothing but show up where he's asked to show up or that he agrees to show up and play basketball. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you think about all the people who have won titles, you know, LeBron didn't win titles without anybody on his team. You know? Right. <laughs> I mean, even this year, he had Kyrie Irving. You know, it's not like he's winning by himself alone, you know? Right. I mean, you're not going to win alone. And the problem was that Carmelo foolishly went to the Knicks, who are the worst-run team in the league. You know, they got a guy, uh, if the Knicks ever want to be good again— would have to sell the team for them to be good. You know? Exactly. That's the real problem. You know, he never should have gone to play for them because they're a losing franchise run by a loser that friggin' wants to hire Isaiah Thomas, who has not proven at all that he knows how to put together a winning NBA basketball team. And while he's not doing that, he's sexually harassing women. Yes. He wanted to bring (laughs) his ass back. You know, it's insane, man. It's insane. Yeah. They suck, and and Dolan James is, Dolan is friggin' terrible. You know, he's just some he's just some rich fucking asshole who friggin' has this team. He runs the Knicks the way I run my fantasy baseball team and shit. <laughs> I don't really know what I'm talking about. I don't care, but big deal. It's a hundred dollars a year. This is the fucking New York friggin' Knicks, the basketball team. In the biggest basketball city in the world, playing in the most famous arena, and they suck constantly. You know, it's it's it makes no sense. You know, it is. It's insane. When he came, when he came to New York, I just I knew they weren't going to be able to put a team around him. I yeah. knew he wasn't going to. He was because they have flourish. no money to do it. Yeah. I mean, that's the fact. They because they, they're so they have. They have paid so many people who suck and have gotten rid of those players. They just they ha- they can't put a team around them, you know. It's just it's just I mean it's it's ridiculous that the New York Knicks aren't a team. I mean I don't like the Knicks. I don't care for the Knicks really, but but like the way the Yankees are usually a threat to win a title. You know, even when this year they're not so good, they're still thinking about them and they're still in the conversation, at least all the way up to the All-Star break, you know, and that's a bad year or whatever, you know, like the fact that the Knicks are never in the conversation about anything is ridiculous, you know, because that's the city everyone wants to go play for. You know, if you had a competent front office, anybody would want to go play in New York, you know? Yeah. I it's just 
I mean, you could probably field a pretty good team of NBA players from players that are from New York. <laughs> so the idea that that they just have it, they're basically the Detroit Lions of basketball is outrageous, you know? So in uh, – what is this – he just finished his 12th year? Is that how you – Let's see, right. if it was 2003 was his first season. So that's 0304, right? So that would be 13 years, I think, then, right? Uh, well, Or maybe 14 years, right? Was it 0304? To, to 15, 16. Yeah. Five, six, so that's 13. 13 seasons. Yeah, 13 seasons, yeah. So he's been in the playoffs 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, He's been 10. there like 10 times, yeah. 10 times. He's played 66 yeah. games. His career playoff uh, field goal percentage is 41%. His points per game are 25, and his rebounds are 7.3. Yeah, but he sucks. Right? Yep. Right? Are you kidding yeah. me? Yep. He sucks. I always didn't win in New York. It's like, well, he had a friggin' Amari Stoudemire at the end of his road after he was already injured and fucked up, you know? Amari Stoudemire retired this year. Right. I mean, he's not an old dude. He just got injured, man. You know, so whatever. It's not fair. And, I mean, unfortunately, Melo kind of pushed that to go to the Knicks, unfortunately, because he wanted to be back in New York, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, I think that that he had delusions of grandeur with... Well, of course he did, because he's thinking the same reason why I think it's ridiculous that Nick shouldn't be a good team. He's thinking if you can win in New York, you're going to be at the top of the heap, you know? Right. And, you know, the the odds of getting another top-notch player there are higher because of the market, et cetera, et cetera. And it just yeah. didn't work out. It's the wrong team. If you went to Brooklyn, maybe that's a different story. Yeah. I mean, the problem is they're financially handcuffed, the right. Knicks, because right. they've given away so many bad contracts over the years. Yeah, I want to say like they just stopped paying Allen Houston. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You know, something ridiculous like that, right? Yeah, gonna find that. Whatever. I mean, I think Melo was great. I still think he's great, and Beheim's right. He's probably never gonna win a title, but who cares? You know, whatever. You did see that Melo uh, Beheim had to come out and. He tweeted it out today where he had to clarify why he said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because everything's an issue. Oh, Beheim says he's never going to win a title. It's like, you know, so he had to come out and clarify that what he's saying is it's really hard for anybody to win a title. Right, right. <laughs> but, I mean, he knows the reality of it. It's just that I guess they think he's basically ragging on Mello or whatever. But it's the reality is it's fucking really hard to win a title. And unless Melo goes to, like, some super team or something, yeah, he's probably not winning a title at this point. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's just reality. Yep. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, well. Oh, uh, well. What uh, What else you got, buddy? Uh, not much. Probably going to make uh, breakfast for dinner. Ah, very exciting. Uh, let yeah. me guess. Let me guess. French toast. Yes. <laughs> Apparently today's National Waffle Day, but I made French toast on Sunday. Okay. Was it Sunday that I made? Yeah, Sunday I made French toast. So I still have some of the batter left. So I was like, oh, well, and I had a nice piece of Italian sausage too. So I was like, I'll eat this for dinner one day this week because I still have a bunch of the French bread that I'm going to make it with too. So Nice. So that is going to be very delicious. So I can't look. So I can't wait to that. Yeah. You know? What do you uh, What do you cook up with it? You cook up like a meat or something, or no? Just make. The uh, first I oil? have I have uh, Italian sausage. Yeah. Did you say that? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I had a pack of like hot Italian sausage. It's been in my freezer forever. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna have to cook this sometimes. So I pulled it out this weekend. And I was like. Oh, well, I'll eat this as my breakfast meat, you know? Because, I don't know, I'm kind of burnt out on bacon as it is. Yeah. You know, I was like, I gotta eat, I was like, I'll eat the Italian sausage. And it was, 
it is better, you know? Even though, you know, eating sausage probably isn't the best deal, but I had to eat it sometime. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, I've been, I try to buy turkey sausage a lot more now, but I didn't want to go to the grocery on Sunday morning, you know, and I had that. Yeah, yeah if you got it already. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. got to eat it sometime, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, where it's like, uh, but sometimes real sausage is just better than turkey sausage, though, you know? Yeah, I respect that. I respect yeah. that. Yeah. You got to make some concessions in life. I made, uh, I fired up the grill the other night and just threw on eight pieces of chicken. I was like, you know what? Let me get ahead of this. And I marinated it all day, and I went out there. I said, it takes 12 minutes to cook one chicken breast. It takes 12 minutes to cook eight chicken breasts. Let me cook a bunch. I'll cut them up in the in, – uh, put them in the fridge, make some brown rice, and there you go. I scoop scoop of brown rice. I scoop a, a scoop of chicken, and I put a little red hot and spray butter on it, and voila. Nice. Can't go wrong with that. No, no. It's good. It tastes good. It's yummy. Yeah, make- I mean, the key to cooking, having a good meal on the weekend, is when you wake up on on the weekend and you're doing nothing in the morning is to prepare stuff so later on, you know, like marinating, you know? Yep. Yeah, totally, man. Getting all that stuff taken care of in the during the day. So, um, I don't have anything else, man. Ah, well, that's it then. That is it. That uh, we'll put episode one ten in the books. On that note, with no apologies to Allie Raceman. No apologies to Allie Raceman. We will see you guys next week. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Good night, Fredo. Yeah. Good night, Fredo. Um, I believe the Olympics came and went without a. El Salvadoran metal. Come on, Fredo. What are you doing down there? <laughs> Equestrian or something. And right? Grenada has another one. They're rubbing your nose in it. Not a gold this time, but another one. Yeah. Because that guy that won the gold last time, he either finished in second or third to that South African guy that broke the record, sh- smashed Michael Johnson's record in that same race. You know, is it the 200, I think it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Van Kirk or whatever, Van Kierkerk or whatever his name yeah, was. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 All right. Next year, Fredo, next year. <laughs> yeah, t- 2020 in Tokyo. Get them. 2018, you know. though, right? We get, uh, there's probably a time. I don't El think Salvador. the El Salvador syndicate <laughs> to the... <laughs> To the winter games. Maybe they have a nice dancing team. Who knows? Right. You got to sponsor that, Fredo. Come on. Yeah, yeah. There you go, Fredo. There's your cause. And there you go. Be like Foxcatcher. Yeah. <laughs> without, <laughs> without all the homosexual madness. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys next week. All right. See you next week. Bye.